Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Promise, episode 193. Hey, my Richers, it's so good to be here today with you again. My guest today, Christine Givago, said, It isn't how we sell to our customers that matters. It's about how they buy. Our job is to make it easy for them to buy from us. And this is not the only fresh perspective and angle that Kristen is bringing. I believe you're going to love this show today with Kristen Givago. Kristen Givago is the president of Givago Partners, a digital marketing management company. She and her team build lead generation campaigns for small and mid-sized companies, including websites, SEO, online advertising, social media, and video. Givago has built a solid team of professionals in the various digital channels, writers, designers, and developers, project managers, and client success managers. She is an expert on customers' buying process and the author of Roadmap to Revenue, How to Sell the Way Your Customers Want to Buy. Let's listen to my enjoyable interview with Kristen. Enjoy. Kristen Givago, what a pleasure to meet you here. Hi. Yes, same here. Nice to meet you too. I'm so happy that we are talking and I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? I started a uh, digital marketing management company in 2017. Hmm. Um, we help companies basically work as an outsourced uh, marketing department. Um, for years and years, I was a revenue coach, mostly for tech companies, and oh. basically helped people grow their companies and help them work better with customers and do a better job of selling and marketing their products. And before that, my husband and I ran a um, high-tech ad agency in Silicon Valley back in the early days and helped introduce pretty much all of the technology that we're using today, the semiconductors, the chips, the computers, the telecom, the networking, the, <laughs> the email, the voicemail, wow. everything that, that we use today. My husband and I were um, working with companies, helping them introduce those technologies. Nice. So I've been in tech a really long time. Must be fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it has been. It's <laughs> been great. And what are you doing today? You have your agency? Yes, we are running our agency. Um, it's been probably one of the most rewarding periods of my working life because I've been able to build the team and the infrastructure and just have full control Uh, over all of that. When I was a revenue coach, I often did rent a VP uh, services. So I would turn around uh, marketing or sales department. And I always had to just work with the team that was yeah. there. 
and the policies and all the other things that come with management. And it's been really, really rewarding to build um, my own team and our own infrastructure. And basically, I've made this a safe place for nice people yeah. to work. I like that. Because these are the people that we're meeting every day, isn't it? Either by Zoom or yeah. physically. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah. what exactly, what kind of services do you provide? Pretty much everything on the marketing side. Um, we specialize in digital marketing, of course, content marketing, search engine optimization, online advertising, social media, and all of that, websites and so on. And of course, I can do anything in print if people need it, but that's pretty much <laughs> old um, and over. So we, we just specialize in digital marketing, and I have professionals who specialize in it. Um, and then, but we also work as a completely coordinated team. We have client success managers and project managers, and we're just, it's a mm. machine. It's a digital marketing machine, and it's really been uh, gratifying to see how well it works. And who are your customers? We mostly work with uh, small to mid-sized companies. There's less politics in companies of that size. I've worked for IBM and Dow Jones mm -hmm. and a lot of other companies. And the people are nice, but there's a lot of politics. Yeah. Um, and so it's much more fun to work with the owner of a company. One of our best types of clients is someone who's been had a, a successful company for some period of time, many years, and they're finding the digital landscape confusing or difficult, um, very competitive. And, and even, even people who have only had a company for a few years um, are finding it difficult. There's a lot of difficulties built into the marketing process because a lot of the specialists don't work together as a team or they keep the important data away from the customer. They don't want the customer to learn anything. We're completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. We want the client to be as smart as possible about what's going on because it's their marketing. Sure. And we work together to improve what needs to be improved. I found out that a lot of the marketeers today, the digital marketeers, are mainly focusing on the technology and the automation and not on marketing, mm -hmm. not on understanding the customer. Well, they're not even focused on the customers. Exactly. I mean, uh, my book, Roadmap to Revenue, How to Sell the Way Your Customers Want to Buy, is all about, my whole career has been about understanding what the customer wants and how they want mm -hmm. to buy it. I've now been pushing a new concept, um, which is called mindset-driven marketing, because what they're doing is people, marketers and, and business owners, are focusing on who they are, which is the persona, and where they are, which is channels, social media, email, whatever channel you use to reach them. But nobody's concerned about their state of mind, the actual desires and concerns and questions they have when they set out mm -hmm. to buy. That's the mindset. And you can spend millions of dollars and ignore the mindset and not get anywhere because they'll see your message and say, mm -hmm. not for me. You'll miss the mark. And the number one reason that entrepreneurs that CBN Insight interviewed say they failed, the number one reason is no market need. And it's not because mm -hmm. there isn't a market need to all of them. 
it's 42%, but it's because um, they didn't understand who their, most of them didn't understand who their customers are. And, and, and even, they, even if they understand who they are, they need to understand exactly what they're thinking when they set out to buy. Because marketers often say, well, we know who you are. You're this and this and this and this. And you're sitting there saying, well, yeah, okay, fine. I'm <laughs> glad you figured me out. But at this moment, I have a need. And you're either addressing that need right up front and helping me solve this problem or not. And in the digital world, if you're not, I'm going to click away in two seconds. I'm gone. I'm never coming back. Right. So you really have to be the very first thing on your website and all of the the communication you have with your marketplace needs to hit that right on the head and say, okay, you want this, we have it. Here's the answer to your questions. Buyers have questions. That's what a buying process is. It's a series of questions. Where are you heading? What do you plan to the future? I'm really happy doing what I'm doing right now. We have, we're just growing our company steadily. We, we bring on clients as we can absorb them because we're a service-based business, so we don't do it too fast. Um, so we bring on a client, and then in a suitable period of time, we bring on another one. It's so great to hear. It's really great to hear that you, that you just want to do and to reach what you're doing, man. It's fantastic. Oh, I love what I'm doing. I'm I'm absolutely more thrilled about working every day than I've ever been in my life, and I've always enjoyed it. So <laughs> it's fun. And uh, you're an entrepreneur yourself, and I want to ask you, what is your best advice to any entrepreneur that listens to us, especially regarding marketing strategy, marketing sales, regarding the customer approach? Yeah, I think the first thing is don't be afraid to interview your customers after they buy from you. In my book, in the third chapter, I spell out exactly how to do this because I've interviewed thousands of customers for hundreds of companies, and I've learned a lot of lessons about how to get them on the phone. It works best on the phone, doesn't work best chatting or texting. It's just on the phone, having the conversation, asking open-ended questions, which I put in the book. I've worked them out over years and years. Um, and if you do that, if you interview people after they have bought from you, they are no longer playing poker. They're no longer negotiating. They won't tell you what they're really thinking when you're selling to them, but they will tell you what they were thinking during that process after they buy, sure. after they buy, they have a, a vested interest in your success and they're, they, they want to make sure that you stay in business and can help them. And so they'll tell you what they were thinking. And interestingly, if you talk to five to seven people of a given type, like let's say you have CEOs and a VP and a user, if you're a software company, say, so you have three different types of mm -hmm. audiences, you want to talk to five of each. But even after five to seven conversations, you are going to see trends. Right. You're going to know exactly your strategy is going to be laid out for you. You will have no doubts. You mm. will be confident about what you should be doing. They'll give you ideas. They'll set you know exactly what the top thing is that they care about. And this is really important because every single time I've worked with companies, I would go in as a revenue coach and I would say, well, what's important to your customer? And they'd give me a list. 
let's say 10 items or whatever. And then I'd go out and interview customers and the list was always different. Hmm. It was never the same. There, There were maybe a few items in common, but they weren't at the top of the list. They were at the bottom or they were expressed a little differently. So you will learn what's important to your customer, the questions they want you to answer right off the bat, and the answers that are going to satisfy them. Hmm. Love that. And the language, they'll give you the language that they want you to use so that when they come to your site. How they call the problems. There it is. Yeah. It's a formula. It works. <laughs> It's part of my formula, so it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not rocket science. No. And the problem is people don't want to talk to their customers. They're afraid of what they'll learn or they think they know better. Or, and it's just the biggest mistake that every single business owner makes. I do agree with you. Kristen, you've got successes and we'll talk about it in a minute. But I would like to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Oh, that's easy. I, I was <laughs> the first woman to sell machine shop tools in the United States, as far as I know, when I was 17. Pratt & Whitney gave me a catalog, said, here, go out and sell. And I had my mini skirt, you know, back in the day. And <laughs> so I got, I got into the machine shops and everything. But I finally met one old guy who came out and said, okay, all right, well, then just you tell me. How your drill bit is better than the one I'm using now, and of course, all I had I had no training. I just had a catalog. I couldn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. I was so embarrassed, so I walked out. I remember this moment. I walked out into the parking lot before I got into my car. I thought to myself, "I'm going to learn everything I can about technology and sales, and that that has been my path ever since that moment. Nothing has changed. I'm still at the top, you know, the, the bleeding edge of technology, trying to figure out what's going on. Things change all the time. All the time. And it's fascinating. I love it. I married an engineer. I love engineers. I recruited engineers <laughs> five years in Silicon Valley. I just, I love the whole technical side of things. And I love the idea that, and part of what got me into this is I saw all of these engineers making great products, but they couldn't sell them. And I felt sorry for them. I like engineers. And I was like, whoa, these guys are really in a mess because they make this wonderful product and then they couldn't make the business work. So that's one of the reasons I got so involved in marketing was to help that process work. Hmm. I love this uh, story. I really love it. <laughs> really, it's a beautiful story. Now, share with us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers, marketing or sales. I think that the, the biggest success was when I had the, the realization that, and this was way before anybody was talking about the buying journey. Um, I was one of the first people to identify that it wasn't about how we sell that matters. It's about how they buy. And our job is to make it easy for them to buy from us. And when we're sellers, we forget this. When we're buyers, when we sit at our computer and we buy something, we know exactly what I'm talking about. We know whether they're answering our questions. We know if they understand us and what our needs are. 
we know that we have all the power now because we can talk to other customers by reviews or or discussion groups or whatever. And so we we as consumers have the full power now to get the information we need from Google or Amazon or whatever. And sellers have just been very slow to pick up on this. And when you think about how difficult it is sometimes to get the most basic question answered, like how big is it? Or will it work with my other thing? These are the questions we have. Or how can I, how do I know you're going to be any good or show up on time if it's a service business? Or how do I know I'm not going to regret this decision? So these are our questions. As buyers, we know that. As sellers, we forget it. The minute we start selling, we get desperate and we start worrying and we start getting in our own little fretting universe where we're all worried about our stuff. And we forget that we're selling to these human beings who have these this buying journey. And what is the success story? I want a specific one. A specific success? Um, well, there is one, actually. There's uh, a recent one. We have a client who sells luxury yacht cruises. These are, are yacht cruising all over the world, and you can spend, um, very wealthy people spend, you know, 100000 to a million bucks a week to get these, these luxury yacht cruises. And you can imagine during COVID and the whole pandemic problem that she was really in trouble being again at the beginning of last year. I mean, sure. <laughs> very serious. And we figured out, we interviewed customers, we understood who their buyer is, and we figured out what they really wanted. And we, we put those, there were two words, and I can't tell you what they are, unfortunately, because, you know, it's her <laughs> thing. Um, but sure. we put those two words in, in the ads and she's just hockey sticked. I mean, she went from several leads a month or 20 or 30 or whatever, up to hundreds of leads a month. Wow. And just basically overnight by doing an online ad program, social advertising and, and Google advertising, but we we knew the very thing that those people were looking for, and we used two words that described it, and they saw themselves in there, and they took off. Wow. Now, I can't promise that for everybody every time. It takes some work to, to work that out and figure it out and get the right you know, information in and then experiment and try different things. Especially difficult with B2B, um, B2C business to consumer is a little easier than to, in my mind than business to business. Um, but I love business to business, so we keep working on it. Hmm. That's an example of it just and and to me it just proved to me that that there is such a thing as that immediate recognition. Hmm. Yes, there is. I don't know what the two words are, but uh, obviously, talking with these people, I gave you the answer. So we are back again to the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, mindset-driven marketing. Yeah. Christian, can you please recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales? However... I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well. There are a bunch of tools out there, and we use a bunch of them. I like SpyFu, uh, S-P-Y-F-U, for judging the popularity of various terms because 
in addition to selling to customers now, we also have to sell to Google. Google is your first customer if you're doing search engine marketing. You have to get through them. They're the gatekeeper. Their algorithm, their 200 criteria algorithm is the gatekeeper. Hmm. And you have to you have to meet their criteria. And it's a robot. It's a it's an algorithm. It's just a formula and you have to figure out exactly what it's looking for. The good news is that Google does in fact want to please customers, which is why they still have 95% of the search engine market, because that's what they focus on. If it's important to the customers, if the content is good and people stay there and they read it or they view it uh, and they keep coming back or whatever, I mean, Google uses a lot of criteria to figure out what people want. So it's a joint effort. You're, you're actually appealing to Google and the customers. But Doing search engine optimization requires a lot of research. SpyFu is a good tool. Google Analytics, of course. Um, SEMrush, which is another tool that we use. Um, so there's a lot of SEO types of tools that are helpful. And honestly, these days you cannot ignore the power of search and the power of online advertising using good search engine optimization criteria and just different tools. So... That's one area that I think people need to be much smarter about. I do agree. And uh, I'm going to check out these tools as well. Yeah, SpyFu is really fun to use. <laughs> there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really makes it for us, that really helps us win. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? I think it boils down to something my husband came up with a while back, which is find it, face it, fix it. <laughs> I've really been using that and with my team. I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of decisions to be made in marketing. And one of the criteria when you make a decision is, is this the right thing to do? Is it ethical? Um, and in my mind, ethics are very black and white. I don't have a gray area. If it's gray, it's black. I, I just, you know, I'm, the truth is the truth. If we've made a mistake, we immediately find it, face it, fix it, and we work and work and work to fix. And there's a, there's an, an added part. <laughs> My husband came up with find it, face it, fix it. And then I added a part, which is if you fix it and fix it and fix it and fix it and it's still not working, then you F it and you go to plan B. And there's that other uh, F word, which I won't say. Um, so there are times when you have to just say, okay, that's not working. I have to go to plan B and figure out a different way to solve this problem. But the finding it is really important. You have to be watching all the time, which is super important right now, the way the digital marketing and all of the whole digital side of things is moving so fast. Yeah. You really have to keep an eye on your own digital stuff, like you have to be checking your site all the time. I have a person who does nothing but check my clients' websites every day and make sure that everything's okay, in addition to the normal automated tools that we use. You have to keep up with your competition because you can be blindsided literally overnight by someone who's figured out how to make what you make or do what you do, and they do a better job of communicating to a customer or to the customers. So you really have to be open to finding it, and then you have to face it, and then you have to work on fixing it. Hmm. So find it, face it, fix it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And finally, my final question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you. My final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of marketing and later on when I opened my company and started to work with entrepreneurs, I also imagine entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. Step after step after step and then we are reaching the peak and we want to reach a higher peak. And at some point I started to ask my guests and that's what I'm asking you. Whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> and I, uh, no. I used to mean physical mountains, literally a mountain, but today I love the metaphors as well, so feel free. Yeah, the mountain concept is interesting. I, I think entrepreneurship is the idea that you're climbing a mountain every minute of every single day. You you can't, it's all about action. You have to take action from the minute you get up in the morning till you go to bed. You are taking action. You're finding it, facing it, fixing it. And you're not letting yourself slide or rationalize. One of the things that was kind of a big mountain for me. My husband and I have been sailing together for 40 plus years, wow. starting out with windsurfing and then sailing San Francisco Bay and then uh, here in Narragansett Bay in Rhode Island. But the big sort of a big thing for us was he, he has survived cancer three times, oh. fatal cancer. Um, and he's, he's fine now. He's doing really, really well, but we fought it together. And the first cancer after he got over that, he looked at me one day and he said, that's it. We're doing it. I said, what are you talking about? And we ended up having or really helping to build a 48-foot catamaran in South Africa and sail it home together, just the two of us, 8,000 miles, two months at sea. And although I had been sailing in the bay with him for all those years, it was my first ocean voyage. He had done others. He had helped helped, uh, delivery captain do a lot of different trips. So he was already familiar with it, but I wasn't. So leaving South Africa in 35 mile an hour, 40 mile an hour winds uh, on our new boat um, was just the beginning of quite an adventure for me. And it was a life changing experience. I'll never forget it. But you are completely on your own in that situation. You know, there is no supermarket. There's no way to fix things. You have to just do it all yourself. And lots of bad stuff happens out there. Um, And you have to find it, face it, fix it. Same thing. Hmm. I love the story. It's a beautiful story. And uh, I wish um, your husband to be well. Thank you. He's doing really well. That's very good to hear. He's a fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like uh, his wife is a fighter as well in her area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kristen, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Our website is zhivagopartners.com. They can also just use Google and search for Kristen Zhivago and they'll fi- fill up the first page. So um, I have a book uh, on Amazon, which is Roadmap to Revenue, How to Sell the Way Your Customers Want to Buy. And I also write a blog uh, on my on our website, Chivago Partners, and there's also quite a few podcasts in there as well. We'll put all these links in the show notes of this interview, and I just want to thank you so much. It has been a pleasure talking with you. 
I like yeah, same so here. Much. <laughs> All right, thank you. So thank you, Kristen, and uh, keep succeeding. It seems yes, like you are doing it very well and enjoying the way. So yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this: you either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.